here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. Welcome to the Ad Badger PPC podcast. It's episode <laughs> 191. Woo! What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den podcast. Uh, Alfredo, how's it feel to do to, to have done the intro on the podcast? Awesome. Been watching it forever. <laughs> uh, today is a special episode because uh, for a variety of reasons. Number one, we're going to talk about Amazon advertising uh, to help you amplify your best keywords, keep your account in check, answer some of the mystery surrounding campaign structure. And number two reason it's special is because, Alfredo, it's your first time on the show. And uh, for those that don't know, you've been working, you've been here at AdBadger for, what is it, two months now as a, one of our PPC campaign managers. What's yeah. going on? How's it's it been, been? It's been awesome. It's been fun to, to get into the roots of everything. Um, let's get more specific. What's been fun? Solving PPC problems every day. It's something yes. new. It's more challenging. It's a bigger account. It's a lower ACOS. I can't <laughs> tell you what actually, tomorrow is. <laughs> yes. It's actually pretty sick uh, prepping for this episode with you. Sometimes the, the prep can take a while. Uh, today, you're like, type, 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 type. This is the topic we should talk about. And uh, one thing I could say about working with you, it's really, I feel like your uh, processor speed is turned up real high. Like, uh, you know, we've talked about campaign structure plenty of times. And then you're just like, oh, like there's a little spreadsheet that like could help with better understanding campaign structure problems. So uh, I'm super stoked for this episode. Uh, it's going to be great. The other thing too, uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about where you are, what you're doing, how you like to live, how Amazon PPC incorporates into your life. You have your own little private co-working studio over here. You know, yeah. tell us about your life. Who so, are, who's, who's Alfredo Roselli? <laughs> so I'm based out of uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Been here for about six months now with the life. Eat, sleep, dream PPC. Started with your <laughs> podcast. And then, uh, yeah, it was funny. I always listen to your podcasts on double speed. And then when I first talked to you in part in uh, Zoom, I'm like, wait, what's wrong? <laughs> yes, it's yeah. uh, yes, um, <laughs> listening in double speed. Shout out to people that are that are above two x <laughs> right now. I don't think you could do it with our show. I don't think you could push it to two point five x. Yeah, because YouTube doesn't let you. YouTube doesn't let you. A lot of people listen on YouTube. Podcast platforms, you can go up. You can go up there, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the podcast, uh, sometimes it's fun to read 
couple of podcast reviews. Feel free to drop us one on Apple Podcasts. This one came from I Work Out A Lot, uh, says this, huge fan of the PPC Den. If you were to tell me a year ago that my favorite podcast would be work-related, I would have said, you're nuts. Well, my friend, you're definitely nuts. Uh, here we are now. I can't miss a single episode of the PPC Den. I'm an Amazon PPC campaign manager myself, and this is the first time I felt a part of community centered around the niche that is Amazon PPC. I'm full-blown team badger now. <laughs> uh, I work out a lot. Send me a message on LinkedIn. We'll get you a uh, some badger swag sent out to you wherever you are. Could be anywhere. Uh, my guess Idaho. <laughs> um, so actually, let's jump in uh, to the situation. Uh, but first, let's play the transition noise. <laughs> uh, so Alfredo, campaign structure has been on people's minds for a very long while now. CPCs have risen over the last year, two years. They're probably going to continue to rise. And one of like the antidotes to fix that is to do stuff about campaign structure. Um, so like we've been on coaching calls, uh, talking to clients over the last two months. And it seems like a lot of people have campaign structure that uh, kind of looks like it's from like 2017. Um, you know, is like how common... Like if you had a guess, how many people have campaign structure that is sort of borked? What would be your percentage guess? Somewhere in the 80s, 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I always try to say too, like uh, any campaign can be improved at, at any time. So it's like, you know, you crack open it in any account, anywhere, you're always going to find opportunity uh, for sure. Campaign structure is one of these very tricky things because it isn't an issue until it is. And it's difficult to tell like what the issue is and what the fix is. Um, but you've done something really cool here with trying to quantify how to determine if your campaign structure for any campaign is going to be an issue. So like if you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, did an episode with Emma, who's a product page designer optimizer. And, you know, part of the challenge of that episode was like, can we have data to tell us if our product page needs updating? So it's like, you're looking at something that's sort of qualitative, like is my product page good or bad? Or is my campaign structure good or bad, which are like qualitative judgments. But like, how do you quantify that? How do you know for sure if your campaign structure for any campaign is a little borked? So before we get into the, the solve for that, like what is even what is even so bad about having campaign structure that looks like it's from 2018? Uh, and also, what does campaign structure look like? Like, what, you know, what is generally bad? Uh, walk us through a little bit of, of that. My guess, actually, where it comes from is Google Ads. They do have the concept of a SCAG, a single keyword ad group, but I think a lot of Google Ads people are just going to shove 100 targets in a campaign. And I think that we see the similarities between Amazon and Google, and we can see that the, the style of putting a lot of keywords is carrying over. And in 2018, 2016, we see a lot of people putting under targets in a campaign. And then what, and what problem is there, right? Some people are like, hey, I'm just gonna remove the budget and just increase the PPCs, the CPCs as much as I can. And then let's see what happens. But what we're here to say is that 
Amazon algorithm works a little bit differently than we thought back in the day. And what this comes down to is, look, the Amazon algorithm is always going to want to find the winners. So they're always going to want to push those keywords to the top. They want to push the best performers and they want to give that the most amount of spend. So when we see these 100 keyword campaigns, typically, the, if there's 100 keywords, maybe the first 10 are going to get, let's say, 60, 70% of the spend. And then the rest of them are going to get almost nothing. And that is a problem because when you look at those bottom keywords, you are seeing that they have some really good echoes. Right. If your account echoes average is around a 30% and you have a, a, you have a keyword that's giving you a 10% echoes, but it's not getting enough spend. If you move it to another keyword campaign, you can expect it's going to perform relatively the same. Uh, it might be worse in the beginning, but eventually, and then you slowly lower your echoes that way. And that's one of the strong, it's one of the most effective methods we've been doing. Because the first thing we always say is, look, the easiest thing to do on account is to just lower the echoes by cutting the spend. And we can go from a 50% echoes one day to a 5% the next day. But what we're saying, the hard start, the hard part is to find these targets that are really effective, move them into different keywords, and then lower the echoes by spending more. And that's, yeah, it's counterintuitive. Yeah, because like in theory, like why wouldn't it work to have 500 keywords in one campaign and sort of like completely simplifying, you have, you know, you have your 100 products, you have 500 keywords, one campaign, manual sponsored product, done. And like part of the issue is like when you mix match types, when you mix uh, keyword types like branded, non-branded competitor terms, generic terms, the high value keywords, lower value keywords, when you're mashing up all of these things together, when they're sharing that same budget, when it's sharing placement settings and it's sharing relevance, and then you multiply all of those, you know, 100 keyword variables that you have, multiplied by the amount of you know a whole bunch of products in one campaign too you end up with so many combinations of like search terms and keywords that it's difficult to amplify the best things and sort of optimize lower bids on the worst things right you can't really do it when you have all of this mashed up like a big bowl of spaghetti so like when we think about understanding campaign structure we think about those things uh, and it I think part of the reason why people were able to get away with it in the past 2017, 2018, 2019, maybe even 20, yeah, I think 2022, but not 2021 or 2022. Uh, part of the reason why is just that CPCs were a lot cheaper uh, and you were able to get away with sort of like imperfect structure. So again, like structure is only bad when it begins to impact performance. So like, how do you know what the performance is? Well, like, we'll talk a, a bit about that. And then there's also on top of like the relevance, the budgeting, the per sort of search term to product ad, you mentioned algorithmic sort of throttling where a lot of times it's an, a hyper obvious higher value group of keywords, or it's like whatever was doing best first ends up with the most impressions in like the first two weeks, ends up with the most impressions for the first year. Like it, it like never stops. Uh, that's a phenomenon that's pretty popular on Facebook ads too. Like you serve some ads and it's like if the first, whatever did best, like in the first 24 hours ends up hogging all of the impressions. So like, again, this is not, this shouldn't be new to people like I work out a lot who I mentioned earlier in the show uh, who've been listening for a while, but like the algorithmic throttling, you have a hundred keywords, only the top 20 get impressions. Uh, that's still very alive and well. You break out the top 
keywords, you separate those from the bottom ones, you end up with a lot more impressions. Like this is sort of review. Uh, we're sort of like reviewing these concepts uh, of problems with things like keyword dumping, which we've talked about before on the show, having way too many keywords, having way too many product ads. We've talked a, a lot about this. We'll link in the show notes all of those episodes, as many as we can find. But like, if you go to adbadger.com slash podcast and just start typing in like ad group structure, uh, campaign structure, keyword dumping, like you'll find a lot of this content that we've produced on it. So if you want to get better, like we've got a lot of stuff to do and like how to do it. Um, but let's actually get to like a little task that you can do periodically um, when it comes time for your campaign structure analysis. So let's actually talk about this process. So uh, download your search and report from Amazon. Typically go for the biggest date range you can find. It's around your 65 days. I don't really see a point of doing it for a month or less because the more data in this case is better. Then uh, we like Google Sheets. So upload them to Google Sheets, uh, turn on your filters and just look, and then you can just look, take your best campaigns, just take one campaign at a time and sum up all the spend you got in the campaign. If we say that number is a thousand, thousand ducks on a campaign, then you would divide, you would take each search term and divide it by a thousand. And then from there, you're gonna get a percentage. And this percentage is gonna tell you the distribution of spend within your campaign. So if you, to me, I think if all the keyword targets are under 10%, I think it's fairly safe. It's okay, right? You're seeing a fair distribution. Maybe you would get something with a you know, five keyword campaign. All, all the targets are pretty fair. We can expect this 10%. But when we talk about this keyword dumping, it's almost never gonna happen, right? So if we have 100 keyword targets in a campaign, most likely, like we said, the first 10, keyword the first 10 keywords are gonna get about 60% of all the campaign spend. And that's what we're gonna expect to see. So yeah, you just make a new column, percent of ad spend, and then you divide, and then you create this percentage. Um, and then you can even use filters. So you can just put this biggest to smallest, see where all the good keywords, all the good percentages are. And then after that, you can go even deeper. You can create another filter of saying, okay, what ACOS is below my account average? So what keywords have below 2% of the account spend and what's 10% below my ACOS average? So if my, my account's sitting at a 30%, I'm gonna say what's below 20%, show me all those keywords. And then immediately you have a group of keywords that you can move to another campaign. Yeah, so like awesome, that's like, this is the process. And like the thing that you're looking for on a per search term basis is like what percent share of the total spend does it have? So like that's the column that we're adding. And like there's so much to sort of unravel here. The, the number one, like the first thing is that people with like mixed match types and, you know, 300 keywords and 50 products per campaign per ad group why is that an so like part of the the normal advice is like well just chop that down like break it up into groups of 30 great break it up into groups of 20. it's possible that even in a tinier group of like 20 keywords 30 keywords you still might have terms that deserve to be in their own dedicated spot uh and this helps clue you in on that so like if you see one keyword has 20 percent of the spend for a campaign that's a good indication 
that like, oh, this should be separated out. This should have its own dedicated spot. Or if you find a whole swath of things with like less than 1%, that's a good indication that like, hey, I have too many terms. Let me grab the bottom, you know, everything under like 1% of ad spend. That's a group of 20 keywords. Let me go put that somewhere else where they can have their own dedicated budget and I can focus on them specifically. I can do like top of search stuff for them specifically. So knowing what your search terms percent of the total spend for the campaign is, is super valuable. It, it just basically gives you an indicator like, oh, this should probably be moved to a separate spot. Uh, and I really like that component uh, of this sort of report. So yeah, all you need to do, download a search and report, add a column, uh, filter for a specific campaign. You want to do this for a single campaign at a time, uh, but then basically do what percent of search term spend compared to total spend for that campaign. Uh, and it can clue you in like, oh, this search term spent 25% of the budget for this campaign. It probably deserves its own dedicated placement setting, its own dedicated um, budget, its own dedicated attention. Uh, and then for things that are really, really small, that's probably a good indication that, oh, these things are being sort of like algorithmically throttled, too many keywords in a campaign. Let me go break these out so I can be a little bit more uh, aggressive with them in their own spot and some good things should come from that like so one thing I always try to think about in PPC Alfredo is like what are we observing and like here we're observing this the percent of total spend for each search term and we're seeing outliers right we're seeing things that are incredibly low that should probably get broken out and we're seeing things that are incredibly high that should probably get broken out and you can do this for both product ads as well as search terms so like you're looking for these outliers. The next thing is like, what would be the, the actions, like breaking them out, but then like, what would the expected result be? So like observation, action, and expected result, like what would you, like when we, we do this, what do you generally expect from a good campaign restructure? Lower ACOS, that's what we all want, right? I want to, we always want to increase the spend in a lower ACOS. So you make more money for the advertising dollars you spent. So uh, just describe that, describe that, like, where does the increased spend come from? It comes from giving the set of keywords their own budget, right? So we're, we're in this typical hundred keyword campaign, those bottom 20 keywords, if they're 10% lower than the accounts, uh, average ACOs, if we spend more on them, we can expect them to perform more, more or less the same. So we can assume that they're going to hold this 10% lower ACOs. And then over time, as we increase spend on them, the account ACOs is going to come down. Right, the ACOS mm -hmm. is the average of the highest keywords and the lowest, but moreover, it's a weighted average. So the more spend you have on a certain keyword, the more it's going to push the weighted average of the ACOS. Um, yeah. So let's say we have one campaign. Let's like actually like walk through this thought experiment. Let's say we have one campaign. It spends ten thousand a month at a thirty percent ACOS, and we're noticing this. Like we're noticing that the the best keyword spends. 20% of the budget and it's got a great ACoS. Breaking that hero keyword out into its own sponsored product manual single keyword campaign, I think a couple of things, like number one, we would expect it to spend, we could spend, like get more aggressive on it. It's possible that by bidding more aggressively here, giving it its own dedicated budget here, we sort of like fine tune the placement bid setting for that specific keyword. And we can make some decisions like, do we want to go for even more organic rank, things of that nature. But by fine tuning like the placement settings 
just for that single keyword, I would say like even further, like I think the goal is to like maximize sales at whatever ACoS we're looking for. So like if that hero keyword is doing like below your average ACoS, you can like step on the gas, get more aggressive with placement settings just for that. Uh, and then you're, you're getting more orders still within your target ACoS. And then conversely, all those things on the bottom that don't have much traffic, uh, you're able to get more traffic for them. So like more sales at a target ACoS. And then I think you mentioned it on the show too, which was there's going to be some things that uh, are below your average ACoS that you'll be able to amplify too. So increase orders for them too. So like, yeah, it seems like doing campaign restructure, like you should expect more orders at your target ACoS. And one thing that always comes up anytime we talk about campaign structure is like, we'll talk about campaign structure. People are going to run this report, see a whole bunch of stuff and then potentially run it for like every campaign or like their 10 campaigns, their top 10 campaigns. I generally do not like to like go in and change the campaign structure on like 15 campaigns at once. I'm very like, I try to be very methodical when it comes to campaign restructure. I don't like rocking the boat too much. I like sort of doing a little bit, watching it, do a little bit, watch it. Uh, for my own sanity, I'd rather do like 30 minutes of campaign restructure a week as opposed to like one day, eight hours where I've restructured every single thing in a day. So like talk to us a little bit about like pacing through this, like the mechanics of how often they should check in and uh, what to like, should they check in again later? Like what to like, let's, let's talk like inputs, outputs here and like frequency. The way I like looking at it is if you put the common example, rectangle wheels on a car, it's still going to go forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that really ties into campaign structure is that we see a lot of these broken campaigns, but because of other things, the, the, the ACOS comes back normal and the campaign seems fine. Uh, so as we go into these better situations and we want to round out those wheels, we can do it over time. And we don't want to stop, to stop the car from moving in this analogy, right? So we want, we, we, the account is working fine. Usually that's what we, we look at these accounts are like, okay, it's fine. I could do with the 5% lower ACOS, I'd be happier. And the worst that we don't want to stop the car. We don't want to stop the campaign from spending. We don't want any drastic changes like you're saying. Uh, we want to sort of keep the performance consistent and then slowly improve it over time. And it also goes back to the Amazon algorithm. A campaign with a good history is going to keep the performance. When we make these, when we break out these new campaigns, they need to reestablish their history. So the more history we can have in these campaigns, the better. Um, so that I think really supports it. I really think, I like what you're saying, half an hour a week. Um, I also think strategically, like you should have an idea how it's going to look for the next couple weeks, right? The next two months. It's like, you can look at the account once you say, Hey, these are the campaigns that are my most important ones. And then every week I'm going to do a little bit of restructuring and then slowly your car is going to run faster and faster and faster. Yeah, for sure. I often say like, you can't be a good marketer on Amazon unless you have, especially a PPC marketer, uh, without using a task manager like you need some kind of thing to remind you periodically like check in here like if so you're restructuring campaign a it's super helpful to set a reminder to yourself or reflect back hey i made some changes in campaign a like that were big that were like structural let me go back and double check that like see if things are moving the right way and like remind yourself to do some amount of campaign restructuring periodically i think that's so much 
so more, so much more helpful than like spending one day doing a whole bunch of campaign structure and then like never thinking about it again for a year. Um, so yeah, I think it pays to be that sort of like, you know, s slow and steady over time, as opposed to just like blasting a whole bunch of activity, uh, and then like forgetting about it. This, this actually came from like a Google ads days. There was like a huge study from WordStream where like they analyze people typed in goals and they like, then they analyzed their accounts and they just found that people that had daily activity, like more frequent daily activity, just generally were closer to their goals than people that didn't do anything, of course, but then also people that had a lot of activity, maybe the same amount of actions in a month, but they like waited until like the last week of the month or did a whole bunch of stuff on like the first week of the month and then like didn't do anything anywhere else. So like slow and steady daily activity, I think is like the way that good PPC campaigns run. So like, I think that applies to campaign structure too. And I also think doing this distribution analysis on each campaign, it's going to help figure out what's the most problematic thing quicker. Right. Yes. So if you're like, hey, this is my 30 minutes a week, let me run this analysis on your top spending campaigns because those will have the most impact. Uh, and then you can see of, let's say, your top five highest spending campaigns, which ones are the ones you need to break out. And that's how you'll see the most impact. That's actually pretty huge uh, because so often people think about campaign structure. They think about it on like my entire account is on fire. But in actuality, it's possible that it could only be like 2% of your search terms. Um, so like doing this level of analysis is actually like really good at pointing out where you need to go take action on. That's a great point. That's a super point. Well, I think we've, I think we've nailed it. First episode, anything else to say about this level of analysis, do search term percent of total spend for each campaign to determine what to break out? I think we said everything. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's it feel to be on the pod after all this time? Awesome. Can't wait to be back. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is something that, uh, I think, you know, think in terms of podcasts, like in terms of seasons, you know, we haven't had, uh, ad badger team members on the show very much for a while. I've been having a lot of my PPC friends come on. Uh, and now I think we're going to enter like another season where it's like PPC friends and PPC managers from ad badger. So Alfredo, can't wait to have you back on. Everybody else, you can get all of our downloads at adbadger.com slash podcast. And uh, I'll see you next time here on the PBC Den Podcast. Adios, Alfredo. It's a pleasure. Bye.